Hello and welcome. It's hard lore time. <laughs> What's up, Bo? Hey, man. You see this hey, guy? Hey, who do we got? Yeah. To my left here, Mr. Bordy Kong. Brody wow. King, AEW House of Black legend. God's hate memories in my office here. This is the first ever in-person hard lore interview. Hello. Road dog. Thank you Father. For husband. He does it all. Keep going. What can't he do? Griller. Griller. Broiler. Bo- Internet Broiler. bully. Smoker. Uh, but not of stuff other yeah, than Yeah, straight meats. edge warrior. Uh, he, he got me this shirt for uh, Christmas 2017 or something. <laughs> so I figured I'd wear it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk about touring, which you do. You do more than us now. Yeah, you do in, in multiple facets. I think I do more than almost anybody I know, probably than Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Every week. Your life is tour. Yeah. Mm. Usually uh, leave Tuesday night, show on Wednesday, fly home Thursday morning. Sometimes, wow. Sometimes shows, sometimes I get home Thursday, fly out on Friday, get home on Sunday, do it again. Just for other stuff? Yeah. Or when the Friday shows are? Extracurriculars. Yeah, extracurriculars. Yeah. There you go. Bonus shows. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's probably only a handful of people I've toured with more than I've toured with you. Um, we're going to get to the good stuff, like eating. That's our... That's bread and butter. That's literally, literally the bread and butter. Yeah. Literally <laughs> the bread and butter. But um, I guess I'll just, I'll just start with a fun anecdote that Brody here is... In the, in, the, in the fast food episode, we talked briefly about some scary sleepers we know. Oh, this is the scariest sleeper I know. <laughs> really, he's a sleep demon. And I'll be honest with you, I'll be, I'll be, I'm not gonna put you on the stake here because I'm a bad sleeper. I'm a naughty sleeper. You're a selfish sleeper. I'm a very selfish. Oh, sleeper. interesting. If you take, I'm, take the I'm, blankets I'm and I'm a sleep um, colonizer. You know. <laughs> yeah. If you go to, if you have to sleep, share a bed with Colin, you're gonna wake up with no blankets, and he is in a cocoon. Those are mine. And then you like try to like pull it back, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. Not, there's just nothing there. I gotta get. I gotta have a leg out. But yeah, you gotta breathe. Sometimes the leg is I, up and out. It's just, it's just not fun. I, I'm also a big like something. I got this from my dad. I think we both like, just like our arms are in the air when we're asleep, and we're like, what? Like rubbing them. I you guys sleep. You sleep on your back. I end up on my back. Can't start on my back. Can't start on my back. You are sick, man. This man, he, back. I, I'm, I, I'll be shocked if you don't fall asleep while we're recording this. <laughs> I, I, I historically can fall asleep within 30 seconds of saying goodnight. Oh, shit. So you could sleep on a plane. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm flying to Japan, I'm sleeping almost the whole time. It's, it's not that he can sleep on a plane. He can't be awake on a plane. That's true. <laughs> he sits That's down how, and yeah. it's just like... The the yeah. plane engines at this point are like a white noise machine, and it's like even if I am fully awake taking an afternoon flight, I'm just like, dude. It's Nick and Nick and Chris power. will fall asleep before takeoff. I can do that and wake up yeah. during landing. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I I cannot sleep sitting. I think I think I would ever. give, if not a foot, a couple <laughs> toes to be able to do that. <laughs> To, to be able to sleep sitting up is truly a blessing. Superpower. It's a talent. What does he, what does he do in okay. a bed that's scary? This fucking sick bastard. So <laughs> at home, it, I imagine it used to be much scarier. The story of you waking up in your car three hours early for work. Yeah. 
That's like you're a sleepwalker. Oh yes, but so I, I'm sure you could you could have a whole episode with Emily telling you the weird stuff I've done while <laughs> sleeping. But it's just like it used to happen a lot when I was younger and I was working a lot. I would get up at you know five four to five a.m. to get to work by six a.m. Um, and I would go to bed at midnight. So it's like I was very sleep deprived and like if I was stressed out on the job. There was a few times, like multiple times it would happen, and this was kind of normal, where I would just like jump out of bed, get fully dressed, and then it's like I look at the alarm clock and it says like 2 a.m. And you're like, what am I doing? It's like my brain just hears an alarm clock and I'm going. But there was a few times where I woke up in the car, car running, and I'm just like in the driveway and I'm just like, uh, okay. Let's go oh, back in the house. Like, that's scary for other reasons, but I've met the sleep <laughs> demon. <laughs> and let me tell you, he's a scary guy. He wakes up, he don't trust you. He don't know yeah. you. Yeah. He Like, this man, if I make an, an incorrect move, which I, I tend to do, like, I'll just be like, you know, I'm, I'm like the yeah. fucking kid from Big Daddy sleeping on the newspapers. And he'll just look up like... If I'm looking to her, like, in the eyes, like, like he doesn't know me. Like, you're fucking, uh, what's the guy, the Harry Potter guy in the maze in the end of the fourth one, where he's, like, enchanted and he's, like, a different guy? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Oh, fucking Robert Pattinson. Yeah. No, not Pattinson. Not Pattinson? The, the, uh, the Turkish guy, or whatever. He's just, like, oh, storming yeah. through, like, yeah. stone face. Yeah. He's mean, all of a sudden. Mean. This guy turns mean all of a sudden. And then I'm like, dude, you were crazy last night. He's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Do you, Nate, so I, I do the same shit, but to a much smaller degree, I have like on tour thought there were like, like literal bees, <laughs> like, like Tommy guy, like the just bees. like, bees. And, did you say and, Tommy, like, guy? Tommy guy? Tommy guy. Tommy guy. <laughs> I was like, well, you've given Andrew Morrissey so much shit that you've given <laughs> But do you know what's funny? We have, Andrew Morrissey has said Tommy guy before. Oh, okay. And I just did it. You know what's Like crazy? Tommy Boy. Dude, we didn't even talk about uh, Jimmy Lemons when we were talking about Andrew Morrissey in the other episode. So I, I, we didn't give enough backstory, I guess, last time. Andrew Morrissey used to play bass in Harm's Way, The Killer. Very He's a good. Chicago old G. He's an old head. Used to live with Taylor. Used to live with Taylor. Used to live with Taylor. But yeah. is like famous for misquoting things. And one time referred to James, the singer of Harm's Way, as Jimmy Lemons. <laughs> and oh, I want you to explain what he meant by Jimmy Lemons. He he meant Tommy Pickles. <laughs> so he meant to say uh, Jimmy Pickles, which is which also not doesn't work. Right. <laughs> what was the one he he did the one at Taylor's house, the James, James Bourne? James Bourne, yeah, we mentioned. I'm that James Bourne. James Bourne. <laughs> but anyway, like Tommy Guy, mm-hmm. I thought there were bees, and. <laughs> Like woke up and and like pushed. Uh, I usually sleep with either Casey or Chris, and like pushed them out because me and James are like James is obviously very wide and I'm somehow the next widest, mm. and so we don't we never sleep together. And I pushed whoever it was out of the bed and was like yelling. <laughs> and James, I remember James going, "God damn it!" <laughs> As we all just went back to bed. And then the next morning, what I was going to ask you, Nate, do you feel like the like. Do you have any, like, I kind of remember and feel embarrassed? Like, uh, you remember the, like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's happened 
my entire life. So the embarrassment oh, wow. part isn't that. But I definitely wake up and I'll be like, I think something happened last something night. Something happened, yeah. And, then, and I'll ask Emily, I'm like, did I do something? She's like, oh, yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> so the normal one is like, I'll be falling asleep while watching TV. And then like Emily look over me. She's like, are you asleep? I'm just like instantly combative. No. Why would I be asleep? <laughs> and she's just like, just, just turn the TV off. I'm not asleep. And it's just like the, my brain just switches. Like it's crazy that sleep can put you. The TV can put you to sleep because when I try to put a TV on to pacify me in a hotel room, you're like, I need complete silence. <laughs> yeah, I need darkness and silence. And then I'm sitting there and, and just like in cold. Suffering, but I live in this rift between asleep and awake that my brain just doesn't turn off fully and then it's it creates chaos like uh i remember one from when i was younger i was just like stormed downstairs and my sister and my mom were still awake and i just start ripping apart a laundry basket with like clean clothes and my mom's like what are you doing and i'm just like where's my fucking shorts and she's like what she's like i need shorts and i'm just like throwing laundry everywhere and she's like go to bed and I just didn't remember any of it. But uh, yeah. Did you, find, did you find your shirt? I don't know. Emily's, uh, she's woken up and seen me just like standing in doorways, like just, sit, just sitting up in bed, I like talking. Like it's just, it's weird. And now like yeah. my children kind of have some of it too. Oh Lord. Wow. And, and it's funny because like when I am asleep, like I literally sleep like Nosferatu. I just put my hands on my chest. And then I don't move You're the entire night. I've you seen, and James it's amazing. are the only two people I know who just like start on their back and they're, they're out. My, my wife, Lana, is like that too. I don't believe that she, like, I'm like, you're fucking spying on me. Yeah. I don't believe it. And <laughs> yeah. just like, she's just like, good night. <laughs> yeah. And then 10 hours later wakes up. You know, we're talking touring. And before you were a touring musician, was, was, was music, was Sleepwalkers before doing merch and roadieing for bands? Or was that first? No, I, I'm pretty sure I probably went on tours with Twitching Tons, at least weekends and stuff like that. Like, like with us? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was the the Rainfest one that yeah. I couldn't tell you one detail of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Could not I, was like it, was that the priest outfit one? That was the priest outfit one. Yeah. He came yeah. with us. We went up there with Take Offense and Harness. And I could not t- genuinely. I remember a lot of stuff. I remember a lot of dumb stuff, a lot yeah. of not dumb stuff. Couldn't tell you one detail about one show on that. <laughs> I know details, but we can't get into them. But. Well, there you go. <laughs> Somebody got hurt. Um, yeah. I think the first one of the, my earliest memories of you is when you were doing merch or you were with riding out. And they were doing some bigger tour and jumped on our show in Haverhill. Do you recall? It was like a last minute thing. That hot ass fucking anchors up. Anchors up. R.I.P. Yeah. So there's actually some stories I was going to tell from that. We will um, redact the band that I was touring with. But but it was basically a segue to be on tour with Rotting Out. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I knew you before that, though. We, like, knew each other, yeah. But maybe but, not like, well. Definitely not well. It was one of my earliest... I remember you walking in with a merch bag and just being like, that's a big motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, I just, like, probably not taken stock. But, yeah. Uh, I would love I, to. I was actually going to bring up something from that. So <laughs> why don't you go ahead and just talk about it now? Uh, 
So the band I was on tour with, I didn't really know well. Uh, they were like, they had come around a couple times and they were friendly or whatever. And then they asked if I wanted to do merch for them on tour. They were going on tour with Rotting Out, who were my good friends at the time. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And it was like a full U.S. tour. I think I went from from United Blood to wherever they were taking off from, and then we did like a full U.S. Um, this was also, I think this was 2012. It sounds right. Yeah, because it was like me and Emily started dating, and like two weeks later I was like, hey, I'm going to go on this month-long tour. Right. See ya. <laughs> you know, pri- priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank God 10 years later she's still with me. Yeah. Um, so with most things on tour, you kind of, like even your best friends, like me and Colin have bickered and fought at each other, but it's just like when you don't really know the people that you're on tour with and then that starts happening, it can spell disaster. Um, yeah. so one store, I, I basically this breaks down to, I either attempted to, or did physically assault everyone in this band. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they still, for some reason, drove me home. Um, but the one, the, the most notable one. One of them had it coming. Yeah. The most notable one was a uh, kid was driving in the front. I was behind him. I don't know where we were. We were like in the middle of nowhere. And he's just driving like 85 through these like little country towns. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was pretty reckless. And I was just like, hey, man, maybe you should slow down. And then he just goes, hey, maybe you should shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. And it's just, like, instant red hot. like The Kill Bill noise. The <laughs> yeah. And mind you, I'm sitting directly behind him. In this moment, I did not care if I lived yeah, or died. If the whole van blew up, it didn't Which matter. I was willing to sacrifice. So... It felt like an eternity of me thinking about what I was going to do in this moment, and it was probably a half a second. So he goes, why don't you shut the fuck up? And from right behind him, I just go, wham, and smack the fuck out of the side of his face. It hits the window, and then he's in the the van's just like, whoa, like, (laughs) mind you, we're going 80 down like a country road. Is there a trailer? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) And... (laughs) Then, you know, we had to pull over and he had to kind of collect himself because he was like shaking, very dazed and confused. Uh, oh my God. But uh, he stopped speeding, so. <laughs> he stopped did he, did he ever tell you to, sh- yeah, shut no. the fuck up again? Yeah. Nope, that didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, you know, needless to say, I did not keep a relationship with this band afterwards. Yeah. It's weird. I, I We, on the first big tour we did was the um, Acacia Strain tour with Terror and we did, uh, Chris couldn't do it. So we had this fill in from a band that like, we didn't know he was from Florida. He fucked up a hundred times. Dude, this guy's unbelievable. This guy, he said, he once said to me, I didn't know Bjork had a girl singer. (laughs) He, we were staying in a, we were staying at a house and it was, re- I think it was in Arizona and like the AC was off, but it was a f- the fall, but it was still like hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I'm, I must be freezing when I sleep or I'm like miserable. Same. So if it's, if it's warm, I'm like losing my mind. Mm-hmm. And I wake up and I'm whining about it. And the same, the Bjork guy was like, well, I think it's, it's only like 65. And I was like, yeah, but it's hot in here, man. And he was like, 
Uh, it's 65. He thought his phone. Oh my god. Was a thermometer. Oh my god. Inside the house. <laughs> True story. He would also like play the wrong breakdown to songs. He would just like go into like the wrong like. So he's just a up. fool. He was an idiot. He I, he one time legitimately said to us while we were driving. I don't know. To me, it's 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 Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. You know what no I mean? No way. Swear oh to God. God. And everyone, like Sable, was like, dude, what the fuck did you just say? Like, like record scratch. Yeah, did straight he, up. Did he think it would be like, that was fucking sick, dude. I feel like this guy <laughs> used to play drums in Sleepwalkers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> drums in boop. Yeah. Um. This, the, the drummer of that band notoriously fucked up the same song every oh, single is, time wow. we oh, played wow. it. And like, to the point where like we're just like why don't we just not play it but then for some reason we would do it again he would fuck it up again and then one time I just like look, I turned around and looked at him and I just threw the mic at his face just, if, if you fuck up just keep going yeah, yeah but he would stop he stopped playing every time you guys fucked it up oh my god it was wild I love a dumb guy you know <laughs> uh, there was there was this I don't I, I feel like he listens to this podcast so I don't think you're dumb I'm not gonna out you by name he filled in for drums for a band from California, and he asked two questions that are are so legendary to me that I still <laughs> quote them. One of them was asking a band from the Netherlands if they have Xbox over there. Oh man! And the other one was this is now this will hit home for you, Bo. Was okay. Does Illinois have ocean? <laughs> that reads like a Google like predictive text. Does Illinois have ocean? Yeah, this have is ocean. just like tapping on the the message yeah. to like yeah. do next word, next word. Next. Does <laughs> Illinois have ocean? Yeah, that's Dude. stupid. I'll ask it. Uh, our first European tour, I won't say who, but someone in our touring party <laughs> asked. <laughs> they have is is internet like the same over there? It's like, will will their Wi-Fi work with our to be fair phones? The answer is no. I wouldn't count him out. We gotta get him on to, to talk to the scientists. Has God's hate been to Europe? No, no, we've been to Japan though, which is crazy. Have we been which twice? Is, or God's hate went we once. Been, yeah, we it went once. Was it God's hate and twitching? Yeah, so that yeah. was just. And and Palm and Palm, the great. Yeah, Palm. we toured with Palm too on our Southeast Asia show. Yeah. Gotta love some Palm. Yeah, they're great. Uh, uh, we could probably do five episodes alone about just things that Kale has said on that tour. Two. That was where the Ratatouille thing, which right, I remember that, which Brody amended. I was wrong about the, about part of the Ratatouille story, so he's here to to correct, correct. me. So the the sto- like. I believe you said that he had said it in the van, van, and it was much more like casual the way that Colin told the story. So <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to kind of embarrass him a little bit right here. He was really upset because he double booked a tour. I think it was like his band Misery and it was either God's Hate or something, else, Twitching Tongues. He double booked a tour and was kind of melting down. This is like getting on the plane to go to Japan for a week. So it's already starting off on the wrong He had a bad flight. Yeah. Just just like thinking about that. So as he's like melting down, 
Colin is like sitting two seats away from him. And Oh, I gave him twenty bucks for the for the the row. Yeah. Because he got sat in a row by himself and I was like, okay, I'll give you twenty dollars. And he was like, Holy shit, yes. <laughs> um, so that so, was- so Colin just decided to not bother him because he'd already been having a bad time. Middle of the flight, it's like nighttime. Colin's watching the TV. Kale wakes up out of nowhere. Frantic. And he's just like Headphones, I'm like, what is ratatouille? <laughs> it's a food. And I go back. He goes, it's a food. And he just, and he just goes back to watching the TV. And he goes. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. No, you said, you said it's a movie. It's a movie. And, yeah, yeah. and then he goes, no, the food. <laughs> it was so, I, I remember now that it was like, like, you're like, take it off. I need the, the food. Is it a food or so I, I apologize for uh, he, the story. After, he after really having a mental break, he needed to know what yeah. Ratatouille the food was. Dude, this is much better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when I heard him tell the story, I was like, you just ruined one of the greatest stories of and, all time. I, I remember it that way because the first thing I did when we were all sitting in the van <laughs> is to tell everybody. I was like, you guys are not going to believe what Kale said to me. So that's why I, you <laughs> yeah. conflated it. I got you. I got you. Uh... God, that's good. There, dude, I mean, Kale on that tour was just amazing. Um, there was... Sorry, Kale. There was, <laughs> there was a moment, that, and we were playing Osaka, um, where before the set, he was asleep behind the kit while we were sound checking. Oh, my God. He set up... We set up everything. We was like... His, he was awake setting up drums. Yeah. And then it came time, like, guitars were line checking. He was like, I just need to lay down. And... And then we're like, Kale, Kale, get up, like, start a line. And then he's just kind of like begrudgingly gets up, does the line check. And then we get to the song Cannibal in the set list. And it's like a fast song. Yeah. Um, so on stage, in his hands, is saying, not cannibal, not cannibal. <laughs> and I'm like, Kale, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> Play the song. Get your uh, ass. Play the song. There's always a huge, I mean, there's. Mind you, we had just watched Runner play, who has like the same drummer as Palm, and he's just one of the most amazing Killer. people it's, to it's watch. It's literally play. 20 minutes of like, do get, do get, Then you got Kenta's like, not cannibal. Kenta. Yeah, Kenta. Palm. Shout out Kenta. Very good. In case you listen. Um, Dude, and what is dude? Osaka's fucking amazing. Yeah, that had all true. the all the like like crazy like it's a crab outside of the place that yeah. like moves right like all yeah. that shit. Didn't like right. Frampton play that show or something? Warhead played. War what? Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> wow, like Warhead opened for God's hate, <laughs> and and Kale did the not cannibal thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, so sick. So That's brutal. The thing with Kale is, is like, tour Kale is much different than Kale and like, out of tour. Like he could either be the best person to be around, or you're just like, dude, what is what is going on right now? Yeah. He's, he goes from comedic mastermind to the Joker. Yeah, he like- becomes Joker, and he, <laughs> it goes back and forth. Yeah. And the thing about him is, he doesn't take care of himself at all. He doesn't eat food. He doesn't drink water. 
It's like the one thing you'll always see is like the pop top monster, the green monster, the OG pop top. And it's like, I feel like I have so many stories just on him with monster. Like one time we were driving back from Rainfest, and I, I had to do the night drive <laughs> and he just like sits in the front seat. And he's just like, all right, I'm your, I'm your co-pilot pops his big ass monster downs the whole thing instantly falls asleep. Oh my God. <laughs> but so he would get, he would get dehydrated to hell cause he's only drinking energy drinks. And that's kind of what started the not cannibal. We were playing in Detroit <laughs> with nails and a similar situation happened. I forgot what song it was, but we finished the, the song and like, we're kind of rolling. We're supposed to roll into the next song. He's supposed to count us in. And me and Leo like look at him and be like, what's going on? He just goes, water, like as loud as he can. And then like, I just pick up a cup of water and just throw it at him. And then like, <laughs> it was a venue where they wouldn't give us bottles. So it was like a Gatorade oh thing. God, so Taylor's just like filling them as fast as he can to like get Kale water. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, that, he's the, the green monster is so fucking brutal. Yeah. Oh, and that's his, that so is water brutal. To, to, to old Kale. That is his, I, that is his beverage of choice. I don't know if it choice. is anymore, Kale. I'm sure you're going to hear this. Please let me know if that's what you're still <laughs> I don't. To. I don't remember on Ghost Main what he was. <laughs> I don't remember seeing water. My, I don't my, remember seeing Monster. I, I, will, I will take this into my favorite Kale story of all time. Uh, we, <laughs> we were touring with <laughs> King Nine. Wait. There's, I'm going to follow you up with one that you're going to love. Please. I mean, there, I'm sure that there's so many that I'm missing, but this is my favorite because this one gets brought up all the time. It's King Nine, God's Hate. We were going from Northern California to Seattle. We stopped in Portland, and uh, we were staying at someone's house. Oh, God. And uh, <laughs> we we were all, it was like, it was late at night, and we were having like the like, like sleepover, like, giggles were yeah, like yeah you're going yeah to sleep and somebody says pee pee and it's like yeah <laughs> like everyone's just kind of like we call it the sleepy ha yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. like kale he never really did shit for like you know he never drove he never did anything but like for some reason this night we were like whatever kale you take the couch so he fell asleep hours before anyone and we're all like fucking around and and laughing and joking and we finally, everyone calms down. It's dark. This is like 30 seconds into everyone being silent. And Kale just goes, yeah. <laughs> He's been asleep for hours. And everyone just roars with laughter. And then and then we all calm down. And he goes, is someone at the door? And we're just like. We instantly just lose it. Dude, like, whatever was happening in his dreams was, like, he was answering. Yeah, a, a someone's knocking. Doorknob. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and we heard all about it. So for the rest of that drive and tour, what's the what's the song with the guitar lick? The, oh, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Leo would play that on repeat. He would just kept starting the song over. And he just kept going, yeah... One of my favorite, I know you have one. I have a real quick one. One of my, you just mentioned Leo. When, when we did, um, right before we, we went to Asia, we did Us in Disgrace, went up to, we played um, Gilman. Mm -hmm. And on the way, we all took Taylor's van. And on the way, Leo had put on Master Killer. 
and we listened wow. to it all the way through, and it was a great time. And this is literally one of my favorite things ever. He went, all right, what do you guys want to listen to after it, after the last song finished? And everyone was like, oh, whatever, man. He went, okay, cool. <laughs> Just immediately into Master. That's the classic Leo Rib is he picks a song and then he like, he forces it on you until it's like the most annoying thing. And then it like mentally breaks you. And then it's the funniest thing. When he would play Dog Eat Dog, <laughs> it, it was like, it was burned into my brain. Until you love it. Until you love it, yeah. Dude, I mean, he and Baker, we called it a one a day, like taking a vitamin. Angel Dust? Uh, we listened to Angel Dust by Faith No More once a drive, every day. And by the end of the tour, all of us love Faith What's No More. What's funny about that, there's a Leo, the, the line from Falling to Pieces on the, the other Faith No More record where he goes, Somebody put me together. Leo walks Burn. around. He would walk around and say that every 10 minutes for like a full day. And you'd hear him from across the venue and just be like, Leo! It's, no. it, it's funny because like Leo is not the most outgoing person to like... For like for normal people, so I yeah. don't feel like people know how funny he is. He but is he is like unreal. a genius. master of mental warfare, and he's a comedic genius. He is the most brilliant gaslighter to ever <laughs> yeah. exist, to ever walk the earth. He's also maybe no diss to Taylor, my brother. We've done great things together, but Leo and I were there was some magic happening whenever we were like Mass Murder was written in like a week and a half. Just really? him, him and I in a room, just like barreling through it. He's and a riffer. He is. He, yeah. He and there was play. a there was one practice where. Bring, speaking of Master Killer, um, we were gonna. It was like let's write this song, but let's warm up with, uh, with five deli, the first song on five deli numbers. Yep. Played the whole. We ended up just like no planning, no practicing ever. I didn't even know that I knew the songs on drums. But we just played the record start to start to finish. This is one of those things where we're so like great. nobody's gonna believe us that that this is a thing that we just did. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It right. felt magical. Just scarred straight on. Just straight you know, in all, every other song. And then just did the whole thing. <laughs> felt great. What was your? Uh, you had another kale story. I did. Locked and loaded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So. We were practicing a lot. This, I think this is before the last Rainfest. Kale thought we were practicing Oh, again. my God, dude. But we were leaving for the fest. We so were, he wasn't ready. So we showed up. It's it, Me and Anthony, I think we're living together. We just got to Taylor's. We're all loading the van. Kale shows up late, like <laughs> later than he was supposed to be there. And he walks right past us. Like loading the van, like he goes, so guys, just walks into Taylor's garage where we normally practice, and he just he's in there for like five minutes. I think he's just setting up the kit, <laughs> and then he comes back out and he goes, "Are we practicing?" And it's like we are leaving to go to Rainfest today. <laughs> oh so, my god! So we drove him home. He and I together. Yeah. Yeah. And waited for him to pack his bag and he was taking forever. Like to the point where it was like, like an it was like an hour. Legit legit like no like em embellishing it was probably an hour, but realistically 59 minutes. It was 
<laughs> way longer than you need to put some clothes in a bag. And it was like, it was like, yeah. all right, should we just go in there and get him? And he finally gets in. He's like, all right, guys, I'm ready. And it's just like the uh, a visible <laughs> cloud of weed. <laughs> There it is. He's just like, yeah, sorry, it took so long. And it's just like like pig pen. It's just like yeah. floating around. Him. Like he was like, he's levitating. Would <laughs> did does he take a long time to shower and shit? Like at the hotel? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he falls asleep in the falls shower. Sleep in the shower. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sorry. Chris Mills takes forever in the shower. I don't know what he's doing. Drummers, man. There's so Mike's is hard. Mike, oh, so I'm like. I have a big pet peeve of people that are inconsiderate of other people's time. And Mike Cesario and Kale on tour, like, fill me with a homicidal rage. <laughs> Mike is tired. That's Mike is dude, perpetually tired, and that's where it comes from. Because you'll be like, Mike, get up. And he'll be like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm awake. Get up. And he's like, when are we leaving? We're leaving in 15 minutes. Okay, give me 10 more. Okay. The, the thing he does, like, he's one of those people that I think has, like, a 6 a.m. alarm, a 6.05, a 6.10, a 6.10. Yeah. And, like, waking up, Mike, he goes, oh, dude, just five more minutes, dude. Five more minutes. <laughs> and then it's, that, it's like, a half hour of that, and then he's like, can I shower? No. Oh, my God. And you missed the, the opportunity. That's the Chris Mills special, right? Chris, Chris has gotten, immense, like, so much. when After 2018, when we, we toured, like, nine months, like, that codifies correct behavior, mm -hmm. you know, at least with like James cannot handle bullshit. You sure. know what I mean? So it's almost every single time we'll get to the hotel. And because I usually drive at night, I'm first in the shower and then first in bed. Mm -hmm. And then Chris will wait until everyone else is done now. And he'll just take like a 45 minute shower, but at 3 a.m. So who gives a shit? Well, that is a disturbance. Yeah. It, it's a good compromise <laughs> for us. But also, Chris needs his long Also, shower. anyone that plays a fucking show and then doesn't shower after, like, you are a sick human. That's next level. That's next level. If you wait till the next morning, like, you're disgusting. Yeah, that's sickening. Wait, but ta talking about Mike, it, it, it makes me think of another story. So uh -oh. Leave him alone. Now. He listens this to is the show. probably good. Okay. <laughs> this is after he probably did one of his sleep things, and then like we were we were running late. It was God's hate and disgrace. We were driving from somewhere to Philly. Uh -huh. I don't know where we were. Maybe I don't know. Doesn't matter. We're driving to Philly, and we're already kind of behind. We stop at a gas station, and Taylor forbids anyone from going inside. Just, oh. just to, just to save time. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, what's, what's his plan here? And like me and Taylor, like we're usually on the same page. Sometimes I'm a little more reasonable than he is. Sometimes tyrant Taylor comes out, but he like, he gives me a look that's like, just trust me on this, but he wants to fuck with everybody else. So he's just like telling them all that they can't go. And him and Mike just get into a fight. Like, Mike's like, why can't I go inside? Why can't I just go get a bagel? He's like, because we don't have time. I don't want to wait for you to go inside, take your time, and then come back out. We got to go. Yeah. And Mike is just like, I don't understand how five minutes is going to matter. And he's just getting the most mad ever. And like Leo and Kyle just kind of like let it go. Like, let it go. And it was, like, it was annoying, but like they were just like, whatever. Like this is how the day is going to be. Yeah. Because when sometimes when Taylor's in that mood, he just – you just don't it's even fight easier it. To yeah. Just, yeah, sure, sure. So I'm just like, where's this going? We start driving, and then it's like, 
an hour passes. We're just passing gas stations too. So I feel like every gas station we pass, Mike is just getting more mad. Oh, for sure. <laughs> was Alex Hamio with us? Maybe. Is this that? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Because I, so like, I think I know what you're talking about. Two Alex, hours Alex in. I was like, please, Taylor, I'm hungry. Two, yeah, somebody somebody said that. <laughs> yeah. And then like two hours into the drive, everyone starts going, this, is, this looks familiar. And then we pull up to Angelo's Pizza in Wilkes-Barre. And then, and then I feel like Mike was like equally happy, but also like couldn't show it because he was so mad at Taylor yeah, yeah, that he just like stormed out of it and just like went and dude, ordered his food. Taylor found this heist. Dude, it was like. That's he, amazing. Taylor, Taylor wanted to ruin everyone's day just so that he could have the satisfaction of showing up here. And you didn't know either. I, I didn't I know. Knew. He texted, he smartened me up and, and, but he was like, I just texted say, but we just, we have five. Like sweet sauce pizzas waiting Dude. for us. He got he he like gave me the eggy like, like just just this just trust me. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we I don't remember what tour it was. Maybe every time I die or something. But we stayed at the title fight house two nights in a row mm-hmm. because of proximity to like New York and then Philly or whatever. Both nights in a row, Saba was there with Ben, and there were just pizzas waiting for us, just what, in the oven like. Place. Maybe, perfectly cooled down maybe one a step bit, closer you know? onto something with this place you know record title huh? <laughs> yeah maybe really good I know the place and I love the place I love, love the, the pizza place. I love the food I love the food uh, I love the food which is okay we gotta save food for the end cause I know I gotta hear your opinion on, on some of these things is there I actually I, I actually got asked like a it's not a kale question but I guess it's kind of a question going back to like people that have asked insane questions Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, this wrestler who's doesn't have them. He probably will never, ever hear this, but he has like no common sense. He just, he's, we were talking about different places we've worked. Yeah. And I think he was asking like how to get booked in different places or whatever. And then he just goes, Brody, you're from the UK, right? <laughs> I said, Oh yeah. Bro. I said, do I fucking sound like I'm from the UK? <laughs> and he goes, well, I don't know. You know, like, I, I, I just figured, like, because you're friends with Buddy and Malachi, I'm like, they're also not from the UK. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> one's from the Netherlands and one's from Australia. Oh, it's so and It's just like, what is wrong with you? I would love, without, obviously, w- with discretion, I would love to hear, like, punishing wrestling stories. You have told me that, you know, touring in a band and, and doing the wrestling, especially like on the more independent stuff is like really similar, but you have also expressed to me that wrestling punishers are like miles beyond music punishers. And you're in a, a unique <laughs> position right, you're probably both. Ex- to get both <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely happens. Uh, you know, no fault to them though. Like they are diehard supporters of whatever you do, which is awesome. But sometimes the, uh, the social tells aren't there to be like, this conversation is over and we need to move on where it's just like constant hanging around. And it's just like, so, uh, and they'll just ask you some question. You're just like, dude, I don't know. Like, I have, I have 50 people behind you. Can I please, can we please talk about this later? No. Like, (laughs) It's they the only moment they want with you, and they want to know 
what your favorite uh, so, so my my least favorite thing that that pro wrestling fans do to me and I'll just tell you guys straight up I don't like when I'm tested on hardcore by a pro wrestling fan ah interesting that, I mean because for one I guarantee that you've been to like five shows in your life you haven't lived it for the last 20 like I have and two you just don't know as much as I do. It just that's just a fact. It's the Ron like, Swanson in the in the uh, in the Home Depot where they're like, "You need know, help, sir." And he's like, "I know more than I you. know more than you." All right, is it? Uh, but it's like I'll be in like I'll be in New York City, and someone goes, "So, what's your favorite New York hardcore band?" And I'm just like, "The fuck? What? Which part? <laughs> like, what do you yeah. want me to say?" Yeah. And then it's like, then I'll start saying like, you know, Marauder, Irate, or you know, something that's like kind of a deep, more of a deep cut. And yeah. they're just like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, cool, cool. It's yeah. like, if you don't fucking know who these bands are. You <laughs> wanted me to say Agnostic Front or Chromax. Go away. I really liked the thing the other day of the, the kid tweeting at you, like, just saw Brody King in line at Starbucks and asked him if he liked Silverstein. And he said, fuck no. Yeah, you're mixing up. Oh, he had a Silverstein. He tweeted, he, he tweeted, but he also asked me this in person. He said, <laughs> He actually, the first thing he asked me, we're in line for Starbucks, show was over, and he goes, hey, Brody, I love your band. I was like, thanks, man. And he's just like, yo, do you like Silverstein? And he had a Silverstein shirt on, and I just went, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, do you like any post-hardcore? I was like, fuck no. And then, <laughs> yeah, no. And then he tweeted, just ask Brody King if he liked post-hardcore, and he just said, fuck no. <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm really like that, that they get to know the real you. <laughs> We were talking about this the other night um, when uh, Nate and I went to a diner with my friend Ty. He he doesn't listen. He only listens to heavy music. Who, Mister Mister King? Mister King. Oh yes, he does. Well, pop music, no, pop true. music, and heavy music. He's pop. Okay, okay. We've okay, got so a, like we've okay. got like an an eternal playlist going of pop classics that. The, the gifts that keep on giving, if you will. Yeah. The hit the yeah, replay yeah. button. Hit the replay button. Okay. And it's like, the, it's that, it's, I'm basically the same, where it's like, I, I either listen to pop music, Watch Mojo Top 10, uh, <laughs> uh, Will Arnett moments, uh, and then hard stuff, you know? Or, or, <gasps> I mean, here's the thing. I just don't understand listening to bullshit for no reason. Like, <laughs> If, if you're a hardcore band, be hard or get the fuck out. I don't know. I How that. do you feel about like the, the be harder signs and stuff at shows? I think it's awesome. It's crazy it's, because it's it, like, it has to be. Yeah. I just, I always equate it to like, if I was a kid seeing that, if I was a teenager into God's hate watching wrestling that I liked, and someone had a God's hate sign. It's like that's sick. Like it's like the yeah. two, the only two things I like together at last. Yeah, and like it's, it's like Rancid playing Ruby Soho to the ring the other day was amazing because I hope that that creates a bunch of new punk kids that are gonna listen to Rancid and find whatever band from there. You know, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And and I hope the same with like you know. Be harder is is my entrance music. Hopefully that you know some kids find that and then they find Chromags and Agnostic Front. Maybe uh, whatever. Maybe oh, not the, either of those bands now. But. Oh, your two favorite New York hardcore bands. Yeah, 
But you know, like um, it, and like educate themselves and become hardcore fans. Do you think? How to, how to phrase this? Do you think the the people with the sign are God hates fan God hates fans? Come on, man! God's hate fans who went to the show, or the other like wrestling fans who got into probably God's a little hate. bit of both. Yeah, there. definitely a little bit of both. There's I've definitely seen kids with you know they're tattooed and have like a terror shirt. You know, yeah, probably probably little column A, little column B, but. Regardless, I feel like we've made yeah. a lot of God's Hate fans out of people that just like heavy music in general. Like they don't know what hardcore is, but they're like, oh, this is cool. Like sounds yeah. like metal. The homie yeah. from Tool, that's the cool one. Yeah. Ooh. the So Adam Jones, the guitar player of Tool, uh, goes to PWG all the time. Oh, and really? Like I didn't know that really. And then one day he just like came up to me and bought a T-shirt and then told me that he was a big fan of mine. And I was just like. You're like, bro, I've been a tool my whole life. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> literally, I thought that you were like a god when I was like 13. <laughs> like, this is insane. I think tool is like the one thing my dad and I can agree on musically. At all. Well, like Genesis and tool are like where <laughs> our interests collide. Because like, my dad doesn't like heavy music at all. But Same. tool was like, just weird enough where he was it's like, it's music. I mean, these obviously. guys are doing yeah. something different. So yeah. when I told him, like, yeah, the guy from Tool likes God's Aid. He was like, really? <laughs> you made, you made yeah, it, son. I think that was the first time he was like, I think I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, but I, it, it, Adam will post wrestling videos or pictures of me from PWG and put God's Hate like, in his story. So it's like, you know. That's so cool. I feel like music nerds, like – worship that man and like are probably like I will listen to anything that you recommend so it's like it's pretty crazy to get that out anything you say goes dude I mean what's Danny Carey is that the drummer yeah amazing animal unbelievable I got into Tool late in life let me tell you not as a child at all you didn't have you didn't have Dan Young raising you brother Oh, Happy no. birthday, Dad. That's today's my dad's birthday. Oh, big. <laughs> He's not going to hear that. <laughs> he never did. Yeah. I think the, the first time my dad was like, oh, I think I'm proud of you in a similar way was we went to a Cubs game and the Metro was right across the street from Wrigley. And at the time we, we knew a guy who was doing the talent managing there at the Metro. Mm-hmm. And I got him to clear us <laughs> a spot in the Metro driveway so that we could park because otherwise it's like, 80 bucks to park near Wrigley. And you know how dads are like walking to the stadium from like, you could see it from where we parked. And he was like, this is, this is ridiculous. This is unbelievable. We might as well go home. Yeah. You know, I could, I could definitely relate to you guys. You know, I think the, the time that my dad was most proud of me was when I, uh, did my entrance at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, that's the same. <laughs> yeah, that's about the yeah, same. Yeah, Bo got himself. Or, or you know, when I when I debuted on national television. Yeah, Bo got his dad a parking spot. I got my dad a fucking cake for his birthday, and you got you got you went to Madison. Square the Garden. important thing, Nate, you know, keep your chin up. You'll get there. Yeah, yeah, I'll get there you'll someday. Get there someday. One day too, you'll get a parking spot at the Chicago Metro. At the Metro. Uh, I guess yeah. you know. Should we? Tra- should, th- should this be the transition into food time? Let me tell my my favorite tour story of all time. Please, what have you been holding out on me for, bro? So <laughs> we did it, or I did a tour. So the tour was originally supposed to be God's Hate, Criminal Instinct, King Nine. It was maybe it was I think it was supposed to be the first God's Hate tour. 
Mm. Colin decided to get a job at Big Brother. And therefore, I don't know that I can say the name of the show on this. So it's called uh, Schmig Schmiller. Uh, large male sibling. <laughs> Timestamp. Older male sibling. No, I'm just gonna leave it in. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> but so Colin can't do the tour, and then refuses to allow us to do the tour without him. Oh, which is fair, I guess. It was like our first thing ever. It was doing. first one, first set first of shows. One, yeah, ever. no, I, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I would have yeah. done it without him. You're <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up driving everyone on this tour. Everyone's in the same van. There's like eight or nine people. Uh, we play Gilman and, uh, or no, it wasn't Gilman. It was, um, what was it, Rock Town or Rocks, whatever? Rocks. Uh, Not Rock City. Rock Band University. Rock Band University R-I-P. in Sacramento. Okay. Uh, actually, a sick venue. Great venue, gone now. Uh, terrible people that would rent it out, and then they would ask for more money for no reason. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're driving back. Rudder from King Nine, the drummer, yep. decided to book a six a.m. flight out of LAX after a show in Sacramento. We rented this van, or they rented the van from this piece of shit that is notoriously a piece of shit. Uh, so, (laughs) but it was like the only thing available at the time. Yeah. I'm driving like a hundred trying to get him to this flight. That's like in four hours and we're five hours away. He wasn't even, why it's probably not even possible, but I was on track to make it. If we were, if we were going to get there, Hmm. we're like, we are in Santa Maria, which is like probably two and a half, three hours into the drive, tire blows out. We fucking, I get it over to the side. We're like, all right, let's get this shit changed and uh, get back on the road. We look under, there's a spare. We're trying to find the, like, the rod thing to, like, lower it. Nowhere to be found. We call a tow truck. Tow truck comes. They can't find any type of tool to get the spare down. What? So... We have to get it towed to the Pet Boys parking lot and wait to get for them to open to get a new tire. Which so it's all we can do. Nine a.m. Yeah, right. They're like, they're missing the flight. Yeah, uh, that's just what it is. So we all kind of like I remember me and Wildcat roll out our sleeping bags and the, we slept behind the van. There's a legendary photo of Gian with a shoe folded in half, and he's sleeping on the ground. No blanket or anything, Dude, just laying have, on a shoe. I have seen that photo and wondered the context. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sun starts to come up and Gian is just like pacing around the van, just doing circles. And we're like, what is he doing? And then he starts waking everybody up. Hey, hey, get in the van, get in the van, get in the van. Everybody get in the van. And we're like, what the fuck is happening? And then he just goes... Prepare to defend yourselves. We're about to be attacked. And we're just like, what? <laughs> and then he goes, the same car has driven past us five times. We're like, okay. We're like in a neighborhood. Like wh- what is, and he's just like delusional and like tired and like Gian. Mm-hmm. And the words that are etched into all of our brains were prepared to defend yourselves we're about to be attacked After, as if a like fleet of like soldiers was about to come down on us. And 
then nothing happened. Then we got the tire changed. I drove the rest of the way. Uh, we parked the van in a parking lot at Carl's Jr. and left the keys in it and told the guy that they rented the van from to go fuck himself. Nice. Uh, and then they all got on their flights later that night. But Gian sleeping on a shoe oh. and then thinking that we were about to be attacked like it was World War Three. The shoe photo is fucking legendary. I'll have edited it in by yeah, now. Yeah, of course. Of course. Watching, so. so I hope you enjoyed it. Did I tell – you'll have to remind me, Colin. I, I can't remember. And I'm afraid of repeating myself on this fucking show. Mm-hmm. Did I tell the story about us playing This Is For You Fest and – Kids coming to fight the show with bats? I don't think so. So we played this fest, mm-hmm. and it was like the first. You, you know, remember the the picture of James where he's got the mask on, no tattoo, yeah, x x up like the picture mm-hmm. that was from that show. And so it was like his first outing where people were firstly like, "Oh shit, look at this guy," right. kind of a thing. The owner or the the guy, the booker for the show, like runs to our merch table and says, James, I need you outside. There's guys with bats. And James was literally like, what? What the fuck do you want me to do? What the fuck are you talking about? So I don't remember who was playing. It was honestly like maybe like the Mongoloids or something. Okay. All of a sudden, the whole show like dumps outside to like see the guy, the fight. Uh So like everyone, there was a lot of people there. It's literally three kids on mountain bikes with bats. (laughs) How do you and have they a bat just, on a mountain bike? That's, uh, yeah, that seems were, really that difficult. That is impressive to balance. They were, they were like, don't, like, why are you guys in our town? It was like kind of hard. Really? Daytona Beach, yeah. They were like, what What, do you, what are all you people doing here? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, There's fuck an off. Get on, get on your there. fucking what are they worried about? mountain bike and get the hell out of here. Pedal your bat home <laughs> and try not to fall while you hold it in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it's that time where we start talking about what we like to eat because this is the only thing that in life <laughs> that, that we feels like. Good. Um, you're going to share the sentiment with our last guest, Chase, who's a big Taco Bell guy. Nate? Is that your go-to? Yeah. If like, if you're just like, I need something to eat quick. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. It's my go-to. Over Dell. Oh yeah, that's yeah. like simple. I love Del Taco. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, Colin said the same thing. But Taco Bell just hits different. I want Taco Bell and I want Del Taco. Like if I want Del Taco, that happens a couple times a year. I'm yeah. Like, you know what? I think I want Del Taco. I want Taco Bell a couple times a week. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> like, they're, whatever they're putting in there, they're putting the same stuff. They're sprinkling the crack that McDonald's puts in where you're like, I don't it's, know what it is. It's MSG. I need it now. <laughs> What's your order? Uh, my order is two cheesy gordita crunch. Beefy five layer burrito and a chicken quesadilla. Very similar to mine, dude. The chicken quesadilla is one of the only things where I eat the the sauce that comes on it. Oh yeah, that's that jalapeno ranch sauce. It's good. It's a ranch, you piece of shit, dude. I'm not. I'm not even joking that I have to do this. I I like if it's too saucy, I can't eat it. Oh, I have a. I had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough when I was a kid. I, this like literally talking about this like unlocked something in my brain. Okay, I had a babysitter named Brenda. Brenda fed me and her kids cottage Jizz? cheese every oh. single day. Jizz, what cottage cheese? Cottage cheese, notches. <clears throat> so that's what and started it. I'm convinced it has to be. It has. So to be. you were literally assaulted 
with cottage cheese. Quite, I was, yeah. There's like a, there's a sex thing in there that is the reason you <laughs> There's no sex. Uh, there's a, there's a sex, cottage cheese is code for jizz, and she oh. jizzed all over you. Oh my God. What the fuck, dude? How do we get here? What? <laughs> he said huh? it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm sorry that she jizzed on you and that you can't eat ranch now. Um. I love. I mean, you got you got two sour cream sucking motherfuckers oh. in front of you right here, dude. I used to think sour cream was gross too, and I wa- one time I watched him like literally suck it out of the burrito to to make me sick, and I was like, if he's doing that, it's got to be good. <laughs> that so, made me. I had a reaction. Colin doesn't know shit about food. Give me a break. Colin man. thinks You're- he knows shit about food, and then like tomorrow he'll be like, hey, I I just got into sandwiches. I did. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I like him now. I just yeah, I, but I you're just cares, you know, dude. We were like an actual. Cook. He will never. He will never admit that he did this. The first time they toured <laughs> Japan, he came home and told me you'd hate it there. The food is disgusting. That's not true. It is one hundred percent true. That never happened. He said, "All you, all you can eat is udon." Hot, hot water this and fucking did, this news. Did not this did th- Emily remembers it as well. Emily's it 100% happened. It's a house of lies. <laughs> there ain't no black. There's lies. This never happened. And I was like, what the I fuck? Was, I love Japanese food. You're saying Dude. I was talking shit about udon? No, you said that was the only thing to eat in Japan. All he does is lie. I swear to God. I did eat a and lot of And then when we went back, time. that was the first time he had ever eaten sushi. That Okay, but this was the heist of the century. You gotta give it. He hated on it for so long that we bought him sushi. So, so I had this plan. I was like, sushi's really expensive, but I'm gonna finally try it. I had never had it until I was yeah. in Japan. It hasn't been as good since, by the way, which I feel like is fair. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm gonna complain and talk so much shit about sushi that I know how he is and I know how my brother are. That they're like, just fucking try it, dickhead, and I'll pay for it. <laughs> so I was like. It got to the point where they were like talk. They were talking about some like fish with an eye. Like it was like the eye was still on it. But when you eat it, and I was like, yeah, I would try it. Like I'll try any meat. Was my quote. And they were like, you won't eat sushi. And I was like, if you're buying. <laughs> so these motherfuckers treated me to the full spread. Like try one of everything to see what you like. And I was like, all yeah. right, I guess I will. And they it was have- the best meal of my whole life. I mean, I've never eaten Mexico. When we toured Mexico, we ate really, really well. And and touring Japan is the most, like the best I've consistently eaten outside of America, obviously. Like every night, we would have you whatever You need to go on tour fuck. with God's hate, brother. Oh, do we? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, we book our tours around where we can eat. It's true. We, we've, that. in 2022, have only played cities with Jets Pizza. <laughs> That's a true. Radius clause. Except, except radius Los clause. Angeles, yeah. Except LA. So they're going to need to open up in the next month or so, or we're going to have a problem. Sound we're going to have a fucking problem. Yeah, I love Japanese food. Had yeah, but this- the only thing, the, the sushi there that they have a lot, though, that I don't like is the like fish pasty shit in seaweed, where it's like kind of mushy. Do I'm you know not what I'm talking sea- about? Wait, the row? The little balls? No, not the little balls. It's love like this, like, balls. it's like pink. It looks like fucking. Pate or What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Are you talking about this place? I don't think I don't think you I think your head's up your ass. I think Boy. my head's up my ass. 
What's the best meal you've ever had on tour or with wrestling? Like on the road. I mean, last week I ate at a two Michelin star restaurant in Vegas. That was pretty Where cool. at? It's called Picasso in the Bellagio. Very nice. It's What'd great. you get? What? What'd you get? Uh, so they're like prefix menus. Um, I'll take you through the menu actually, right? I'll tell you, tell you what I got right now. This man. There was a five course meal. Uh, we started with, uh, Imberico pork, which is the most expensive cured ham in like the world. Um, it came with a little piece of bread with some like fresh bruschetta on it. Incredible. Mm. Uh, second course was a lobster citrus salad. Incredible. Uh, third course was a seared scallop with this, um, gravy potato mixture. It was fucking insane. (laughs) Mind blowing. I love a scallop. Uh, then there was the seared foie gras on lentils. Oh, I love foie gras. Those poor ducks or geese or whatever, but don't man. care. Whatever, it was amazing. You can get them ethically, and then for you the can get ethically raised foie gras. I don't care. So whatever. they don't have to barf it all up. Just squeeze it out of them. Uh, then the main dish was uh, filet mignon with uh, mashed potatoes and a vegetable medley. That was amazing. And for dessert, there was a uh, caramel souffle. Ve- so vegetable the, the, medley is one of the funniest. Phrases like vegetables playing all their hits together. <laughs> this is and this was like, this is like in the in the base of the Bellagio. You see the like fountains going off. There's actual Picasso paintings like in the restaurant. Like it was it was pretty awesome. Um, but you know that was because we were in Vegas for like a week. I've had totally great meals otherwise, but I think the greatest meal on tour was when Maddie Matheson treated us to dinner. Yeah. We talked about that. That's, that's twice now. We, uh, he was. Ba- I was like, I need to try your food. And he's like, Well, bring the band, give me like fifty dollars a person, and I'll give you the most insane meal of your life. And it was that. It was like veal shanks and his mac and cheese and fried chicken the and beef tartare. Dude, the beef. Yeah, this was when he had par- the parts and labor restaurant, yeah. which I don't think is around anymore. But I'm not sure it was an unbelievable experience, especially like while on tour and you're like eating McDonald's every day and then you get treated to like this world renowned chef. Yeah, like actually. Kale didn't go. Kale, Kale bailed so that you can go smoke weed. Well, was it the $50 or the weed? No, the band paid for it. Band paid for it. Un, that is unforgivable. (laughs) But let me tell you something about Kale. And Kale, this is, this is, um, this is in your defense. I once asked Kale, death row, you're getting put to, to death. They're going to cut your head off, nuts, hands, feet, all the things. You get one meal. He answered in less than one second. McDonald's chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce. No. <laughs> just barbecue sauce. <laughs> no, just barbecue just, sauce. And, and it was, I didn't even finish the sentence, barbecue sauce. <laughs> Like he sat at home just like This man is a barbecue sauce aficionado. It's crazy. Like he can rank them. We oh, always really? we always hit the uh do you have barbecue sauce by chance? Barbecue by chance <laughs> is like his uh 
his like if he walks into a, any kind of establishment whatsoever, it's do you have barbecue sauce by chance? And it's like the meal is like how I feel about ranch. It's probably. based around barbecue Times sauce. Times a thousand. Yeah. he feels yeah. about barbecue sauce. I really like the idea somebody had about you eating a burger with some mayo on it live on the show. Oh, that you, dude, it's fucking delicious. Yeah. Look, it, it has nothing to. It, this is true. It has nothing to do with how it tastes. It's white. That's why you like it. it. It's it's just like the goopiness. It's not goopy. It's creamy. Mayo is pretty good. No. Mayo is pretty good. You pull that fucker with a knife out. Get the fuck. Grow up. That's gonna go <laughs> every time. <laughs> no, it, it's just I don't. I understand the concept. I would just rather have barbecue sauce. Or a hot sauce both. or ketchup or something. Put fucking oh, both. That's the thing. When they're both on there, oh. it's like it's, it's you know the scene in Ratatouille where he eats the fruit and the cheese and the, and, and the fucking the fireworks are going oh, off in his brain. That's me. We me with mayo and barbecue sauce. But what is Ratatouille? <laughs> no, I just like I don't, I don't know. What is it? The is it Wendy's or is it a Whopper that it's comes Whopper. with ketchup, mustard, and mayo? It's a Whopper. Whopper doesn't come with Whopper. I don't think it's mustard. No mustard. Ketchup. And ketchup one of them. And, ketchup and mayo. Some, Ketchup and mayo. Good God. Ketchup mayo. That's so that that was not initiated. Uh, if you go to McDonald's in Europe or something, they say ketchup mayo because they're asking you, do you want ketchup or mayonnaise with this? And most of the time, as an American, you just go, yeah. So they charge <laughs> you for both. Yep. And it's like it's like a a euro a packet. That's yeah, something ridiculous. we did not get into, dude. No, we didn't. And Refills I'm in Europe up. are. A full price of a new okay. store. Okay. I need to talk is about this big, medium's this big, and large is this big. <laughs> I Okay, I don't know if you guys remember, but like when the pandemic started and restaurants, you know, like closed or even had like limited capacity, there were no refills. Yeah. It was a dark time. I was me. I was really afraid that that was going to become like oh, the new standard. You know, like yeah, the yeah. new standard. Just no, I would have lost my fucking mind. Scary stuff. These are scary times out there. When scary. We, it was that's what it took for me. I was like, oh, refills are ending. These give me the might, shot. Give me the jab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the second one too. Um, yeah, Europe is fucking bullshit. They don't even have the real pop. You have to pay for bathrooms. That and they, and they, they still they don't, they don't have the real smell. what soda pop. S- soda pop. He's, Thank you. It's from another place. Oh, I know. I just needed him to correct he himself. He knows not and yet, what he does. And yet you knew what I was talking about. No, I, I didn't. He thought you were talking about oh, you were lost. Lollipop. You were lost. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Talking about refills at restaurants and pop and okay. Yeah, well, for refill of your lollipop from BK, brother. Um, Dude, why do you have to pay for a bathroom that still smells like piss? That is paying for a bathroom <laughs> is like, like, I can't think of anything more anti-poverty than that. I'll give you 50 cents if it's amazing. Yeah. If I get the towel service and the guy who tells me I look great and all that, yeah. give me that for 50 cents. But if I just got to pay 50 cents, I'm your bushes are getting Yo, dude. soaked. <laughs> but you know what? They have a couple things at uh, European – like European McDonald's for breakfast. They have the roasty, which is hash brown on an egg McMuffin. Dude. Why don't we have that? The McMuffin Fresh Chicken. Yeah, yes. The like a chicken, breakfast. It's like a McChicken chicken, yeah. McMuffin. McChicken McMuffin. Why, what are we waiting for? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I don't know how it's possible. Nothing will ever be as good as Japanese McDonald's. I love, dude, the Yokozuna Big Mac. Dude, it's a, it's a delicacy. 
I don't think we. I don't think we had it. I don't think we had it. It's crazy. We were too concerned with like, uh, you know. It's always fresh. It's always amazing. Five stars. Give it. Give it three. Three Michelin stars. Dude, so we had Baker on that whole Southeast Asian tour, who is also like a very like pickiest. He's a chicken nugget man, and. We were in Malaysia and we just had lots of weird food. You know, fish sauce is really potent. Mm-hmm. And like if you're not really used to it, and it's in like they use it like crazy so it can be really potent. And me and Baker were like, yo, let's just, we were in Malaysia. Let's go get McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. We both got a burger and whatever, whatever. Ground beef isn't halal. So the burgers were real weird and it was a very bad experience. And Baker was – they, they can. I mean, I don't. What is the is the halal process like different in manufacturing? I just. I. I. Uh, is it not? Isn't it like kosher? They bless the meat or some shit. There's a lesson in that. Yeah, it has to do with how how the animals slaughtered or whatever. But like mixing animals is like a no go. Oh, gotcha. Baker, so that's you mentioned Baker. I don't know if we've ever really gone into detail about Andrew Baker was like a, a legendary prolific merch guy who did merch for Twitching Tongues. And for harm's way eventually. And he had this bit where whenever we would go off and eat somewhere really good, he would go <laughs> to McDonald's. And we would normally come back being like, dude, best meal of the tour. So every time he ate McDonald's, he would go, best meal all tour. <laughs> Unprovoked, he'd just be like, man, best meal all tour. After he's, eating like four tenders. He's the one who showed us uh, fucking Chick-fil-A breakfast. Oh, man. Legendary. If you can – Oh man, I, I'm, I'm never awake. I, yeah, you but. definitely are. I, I, I just gotta tell the people at home real quick. I, you know, I know <laughs> Wait, you're gonna. I don't know. I I don't know if my coworkers watch this or not. Like, uh, no, they don't. No, it's fine. It well, no, if, it's fine. if if you're Bo's coworker and you're watching or listening to this, I'm lying. If not, <laughs> Bo. So I'll start working on the show, like recording or editing this at like <laughs> eight a.m. my time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ten central. I work in eight to five. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think about that. <laughs> You're gonna get this boy fired. Uh, that's We're, why I'm PM saying. to AM. Because <laughs> I ain't never seen you at no eight AM, brother. But you, I'll get a text back at like. Noon Pacific, yeah. <laughs> which, which is too central. And you'll notice on Harlow release days, I really hope it happens this week, is <laughs> I'll be up at like 8 promoting the episode. And there will be a midday bump at about 2 central when Bo posts it. And I'll simply say, good morning, Bo. Yeah, my sleep has gotten real fucked up lately. I stay up till 4 or 5 every night. What do you do? Just, just Chatting vibe. online? Uh, no, I just like I I, I feel more You checking your sites? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just refreshing no, Twitter. Checking my I sites am. and I'm watching my stories. Yeah, I just like it. I don't know. I like being up late. Mm-hmm. Uh circling back almost completely, a Casey and Nick story about not knowing when we were leaving or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. We um had to drive overnight to to Los Angeles, actually, mm-hmm. for the territory. And we told James, messaged everybody, said, yo, uh, get to the space at around eight, you know, because everyone had to get off work and blah, blah, blah. And, and like, we'll load up and start the drive. And about 9 a.m., 
there was a text that went to the group chat from Nick or Casey, and they were like, hey, where are you guys? And they were 12 hours early. So they left Milwaukee at 6 in the morning. Oh, my God. (laughs) Got to the practice space when everyone's working, and they can't go anywhere or do anything. Classic. Well, that's why I would take that any day over, yeah. over, are we practicing? Oh, we're leaving. <laughs> oh, we're driving 20 hours. Okay. God's hate hasn't done a fest, like a one-off fest over in Europe. Nope. No, we've never that's, been there. We're supposed to go to outbreak, but canceled. I thought, yeah. I thought that's, that's why I asked. I we did. I think we, I mean, we formally canceled a, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if we've like put it out there, but like, for, first of all, he, you know, he's got a, uh, he's a busy man. He's got a show that weekend. Um, and also, this is a PSA. To any band, any person that likes music, that is going to see live music this summer, whoever, whatever band is flying to play near you paid a trillion dollars to get there. Flights right now are minimum like $1,000 a person to get yeah. Getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So buy a shirt, say thank you, go to the show. But also, you know, like you don't owe them shit. But at the same time, if you want them to do it again, maybe go see them or something. But like, yeah, like us flying to Outbreak and and whatever shows we were going to do that was like probably 10 grand. It's going to cost double or triple what we would make. So it just makes no sense. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I mean, I think – we're probably in the era of like $35 shirts. You know, I, I mean, I, we're pioneers. of. Uh, I hope so. No, no, I know. I know. <laughs> no, I know. I know you guys were one of the first groups who said the age of the $20 shirt is upon us. Oh yeah. Switching Tongues was like, in the age of the $15 shirt. Yeah. yeah. That, people were mad. From 12 to 15. I, I like, remember. What? People oh, dude, this is incredible. This, I actually meant to talk about this. This shirt, it's from early 90s. Mm-hmm. I was browsing Craigslist one day, like over 10 years ago, for metal shirts, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Found a guy who was selling this for $7, which is what he paid for it Wow! when he saw Metallica. So I went and met the guy, like immediately the same day, and I had a 10 on me, and I was like, here you go, man, thanks. And he was like, are you giving me too much? I was like, yeah, it's $3. He's like, no, man, us metalheads got to stick together. Hold on. Went and got changed. No fucking way. I, I'm my mother. And now that shirt's was, like $300. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they ain't sticking anywhere. Now they ain't sticking together shit. The, <laughs> it's all of the, the market is fucked, man. If you want an old shirt, you got to gotta pull out a loan. Paint, you out, go the, through, paint out the wazoo. Straight up, dude. You got to go through granny's old piggy. Kardashians. You got to cash them birthday checks that she's been sending you a couple times a year by accident. <laughs> dude, the worst, the worst hardcore bands have... The most expensive T-shirts for no reason, just because it's old. Oh, yeah, just because it's old. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I like. I think the one of the hardest laughs of my life was, and no diss to Lagwagon. I don't know who you are. I don't know you personally, but seeing a Lagwagon shirt sell for two hundred dollars was like. I think I feel like I cried laughing. Like that's where that's where we are. You know. I have several Metallica shirts that are several hundred dollars on eBay that I paid. Double digits for like thirty five bucks for dude. Yeah. You know. That first Marauder shirt I have with the with the red circle. Yeah. When I was fifteen years old, I paid forty dollars for that, and motherfuckers were mad at me because it was too much. Yeah, they were like, "Who do you think you are? 
This fucking kid paying forty dollars for yeah, this shirt. If you guys ever want to see some ridiculous price shit, look at old wrestling t-shirts. Ah, yeah. I have a I have an Undertaker shirt that I spent seven dollars on probably fifteen years ago. It is worth one thousand dollars now. Yeah, uh, we knew a guy from Thailand named Mister Gap, and he runs a thing called Stash Pages. And he'll well, there's, another, there's another guy. It's um, he's either from Singapore or Thailand. It's like chubby vintage or something like that. Oh, that's that's Mr. Gap. Oh, okay, that's Mr. Gap. He's the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's fucking awesome, and he has crazy inventory. But yeah, like it'll be Undertaker shirts for like many hundreds of dollars. Yeah. God damn. I gotta start bootlegging them sons of bitches. Well. Get your, get your money. We're at an hour 15. This oh, was perfect. a lovely time with my man, Brody King. Um, thanks for coming by my house to do this. <laughs> what do you got coming up? I, this is going to come out in a week. So are you uh, doing any, any like smaller <laughs> wrestling things or anything? I don't know. Okay, cool. You Catch can- me on TBS or TNT weekly. Yeah. Every Wednesday, every Friday, this man's on television. For now, he's in my office. And, uh, He's got a meet and greet coming up in a couple minutes. I'm going to get him out of here. I'm going to yep. wheel him on over there and meet some I think greets. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to get some Taco Bell. Good call. Nice. Nice. Uh, good place to end it. You know, you, Brody will be back on. We, we barely yeah. scratched the surface of this. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.